When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Grant Napier on Listen Up. We get you to the weekend. We got last night's Thursday night game to discuss with Cleveland and their running game. Boy, how about that one-two punch, you know, with Chubb and Hunt, man? They, they come right at you. We'll talk about that. The win over the Steelers. We got college football tomorrow. A couple of uh, top 20 teams playing. Top 25 teams, I guess. You know, you got fifth-ranked Clemson playing uh, number – well, I guess they're number 21, Wake Forest now. You've got uh, Florida and Tennessee. Florida's 20, Tennessee's 11. You've got – you know, there, there aren't any, like, blockbuster games, but they're not bad. They're not bad. Uh, you've got 10-ranked – or 10th-ranked Arkansas, 23, Texas A&M. Uh, again – uh, those are some of the games. All right. Uh, uh, not, not, not blockbuster, not blockbuster, but I'll give you a couple of the highlights. And then, of course, we get you to uh, Sunday and Monday in the NFL. I gave you my four picks yesterday. I want to hear your four picks. And then on Monday, uh, I've got a nice announcement. I've got a big announcement I'm going to be making that I think you're going to really enjoy. That is coming up for you on Monday. You know the routine. You hit your hand icon. You raise your hand uh, and we will do it. The uh, Boston Celtics, the ownership had a press conference today as related to Ime Yudoka. And as I told you a couple of days ago, that there's obviously a lot more to this story than meets the eye. Uh, that appears to be true. There will be leaks coming out of this as we move forward. And hopefully we can have Stephen A. Smith uh, stop talking about the absurd racial allegations that this was due to. Ime Yudoka being black. I mean, enough of that nonsense. Uh, it's just absurd. It's just amazing. I did a rant on this uh, today. So uh, hit your hand icon. I want to hear your picks. Give me your picks. Give me your thoughts on last night's Browns win. You know, think about this. The Cleveland Browns should be 3-0, and right? They had a meltdown in the final two minutes of Sunday's game against the Jets. A meltdown, all right? An absolute meltdown. They should be uh, 3-0, and but they're obviously not. They're 2-1. Uh, and one. Uh, George Kittle looks like he's going to be good to go on Sunday as they take on the Denver Broncos. So if you want to talk about that, we can do so. Uh, again, I want your picks coming up for this weekend in the National Football League. Yankees and Red Sox tonight. And here's one more example of how Major League Baseball does not give an F, okay, about you, the fan. They don't care about the fans. You think Major League Baseball gives a damn about the fans? You have the Red Sox and the Yankees, okay? 
You have Aaron Judge at 60 home runs. And you have a game tonight that most people will not be able to watch because it's on Apple TV and Major League Baseball would not figure out a way to have this game shown to the masses. Again, Major League Baseball does not give an F about the fans. Never have, never will. They flex Sunday afternoon games. You know, tickets that have been sold months in advance. Nice family outing. Nice summer afternoon. Let's take the family, birthday parties, whatever the case may be. Oh, sorry. That game's now at night, and it won't end until after 11 o'clock at night. Sorry. Nope, you can't have your money back. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. It really is. An absolute joke. But anyway, the game will go on, and it will start in a minute, and you will have the Yankees and the Red Sox. And because it's on Apple TV, very few people will be able to see my buddy behind the plate calling balls and strikes, Mr. Brian Knight. I didn't realize how cold it is in New York. It is really cold in the 50s. It's like freaking fall there big time. So again, the Yankees and the Red Sox, a game that very few people will be able to watch. All right, so there you have it. We got a little college football, a little NFL. We have got baseball. We have NBA training camps opening up next week. And I'll get into a lot of the Kings and the NBA uh, once practice resumes. Just off the top of my head, I know a lot of people have been asking me about Sacramento's over-under. I'm going under. I don't think the Kings are going to be very good this year. Uh, I don't really see that big of a difference. I just don't. Do I think they're going to be better than last year? At 30 and 52, yeah. I could see him winning 32, 33, maybe, maybe 34 games, but I don't see him winning any more than that. I just don't think they're that good. I really don't. The Jazz are obviously going to take a big step back. Phoenix is going to be the real deal. Memphis, Golden State, Denver, Minnesota, Dallas. New Orleans is better than Sacramento. The Clippers are better than Sacramento. The Lakers, to me, are going to be better than Sacramento. Don't know about the Spurs. I would say no. Would say no. I don't know about the Blazers. So that's just off the, the top of my head. All right. Hit your hand icon. Raise your hand. And uh, we will put you uh, right on. But again, NBA training camps open up next week. Now, there's also been some discussion in Sacramento about Monty McNair and whether he should be extended. You know, if I'm the Kings, I'm not extending Monty McNair. Why would I extend Monty McNair? Why? Based on what? Based on the fact that he's drafted well? Okay. Well, you know, it's a bottom line business. You either win or you lose. Okay. The Kings last year won 30 games. The year before that, the Kings were not a top 10 team in the West. I, did, I know he did not inherit a great situation, but why all of a sudden am I going to extend Monty McNair just because, you know, you want consistency in the organization now that you have a coach 
that just signed a four-year deal. Why would, the, why would the Kings do that? Vivek gave Vladi Dibats a new four-year deal, right? And he was gone before one year was up. And they have to eat all of that money. So why do it? Why do it? It's a bottom line business. You know, under Monty McNair, the Kings record has been terrible. Now, I'm not saying he hasn't made some good moves. He's also made some bad moves. But it's a, it's a, you either win or you lose. And you can say whatever you want about, gee, you want him to be in line with the new head coach, Mike Brown. Why? Why? Wait till the year's up. Or see how the year's going and at the All-Star break. But now, I wouldn't do it if I owned the team. I would not do it. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls here on this Friday. And we're going to start with Antonio. Hello, Antonio. Hey, Grant, can you hear me? Sound like a little lower than usual. Can you hear me? I can hear you, buddy. Hey, so I'll take the Cowboys over your Gigantes. I'll take take Cincinnati. And I'm going to take my, um, I think, the toughest game to pick today. I'm taking the Chiefs, obviously. Chiefs, Chiefs should roll. And I'll never go away from our my team for, for my lifetime, the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders in a must win. Uh, not a must win, but a, almost a must win. No, it's a must win. No, no, no. It's a must win. Let's not kid anybody. If the Raiders lose Sunday to Tennessee, they're done. All right? So let's just call it the way it is. It is a must win game in September for the Raiders. It's a must win. It's, it's, a, it's a big. This, is, this, this could actually be a, a massive train wreck. I mean, people love to get on on. On, on Derek, and they, they'll they go after McDaniels um, saying, what's he got going on if they lose this game? I mean, the Titans are hurt. Um, I expect the Raiders, they have to somehow, even if it's win by one point, I'll take it, man. It's going to be, because I'm going, I just uh, I just hope they get that. Hey, real quick about last night's game too, Grant. Um, Cleveland, I, you know, all this stuff with Deshaun down the road, how it goes. Who knows? Maybe they might hang around and make some up because everybody kind of, you know, pushed them to the side once they seen the was it, what is it, a six game or a, what, how many games is Deshaun? Is it six or 11 games he's suspended for? 11 games. 11 so games. That's a, 11 I mean, games. They can hold, like you said, they should, that was the most incredible ending against the Jets. But they can be uh, somewhere, you know, eight wins, man, and they get Deshaun. And who, who, with, that, with that, like you said, that running game, that would be, be some fun football to watch at the end. Well, not only that, they're, you know, again – the Bengals have lost their first two games. A lot of people thought it would be the Bengals. The Ravens lost last week. So no matter what happens on Sunday, the Browns at the worst are tied for first three weeks into the season. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. You got to watch out for the Browns. Now, the way they run the football, and if Jacoby Brissett manages the game, I thought Jacoby was very good again last night, then absolutely I could see the Browns doing that. Yes, indeed. Hey, Grant, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go, but I want to ask you a real quick question because I didn't get a call, chance to call Wednesday. I want to just, if you can give me maybe a two-minute or one-minute take. I lost you, Antonio. Are you there? Antonio. All right, I'm going to put you back, Antonio. I, you just literally jumped off. You cut off. So if you want to come, come back and finish that question, uh, and then I'll be happy to answer it. All right. Uh, again, I want to hit your hand icon. Raise your hand. And uh, let me hear you picks. The Raiders also one of my picks. I think they will uh, beat Tennessee uh, heads up. I think they'll go down there and win that game. Again, I always talk about not only your record, but how you played in those two games. 
The Titans have been awful. The Raiders have not been awful. The Raiders took the Chargers right down to the wire, and they blew absolutely blew the game against the Cardinals. Okay, so they haven't been awful. The Titans have been awful. So I look at both these teams, and the Raiders, to me, are a better team. All right, they're a better team. All right, let's move along and get to Al. Al, thanks very much for being on the show on this Friday. Good afternoon, Al. Good afternoon, Grant. Hey, I listened to the podcast on uh, great sports rivalries. Enjoyed it very much. I'd like your take that uh, I think the relevance to the rivalry has to be you got two really good teams that are, you know, battling in the playoffs. I mean, if both teams are bad or one team's good and one team's bad, it doesn't really resonate with me. I love some of your choices. Enjoyed the, the podcast altogether. My my personal most intense rivalry I've ever seen in any sport is those Raiders uh, Steelers in the seventies. Though that rivalry, I mean, I'm a longtime NFL guy. I've watched every sport. I got to tell you, those teams actually sued themselves in court, accusing each other of, of like uh, George. You know, your your old broadcasting good friend, George. Yeah, George. Oh Atkinson, my God! Yeah. It, it was just violence, and just uh, they hated each other. It was intense. These are some; those are some brutal games. That, that's my uh, all-time yep. rivalry. Yep. Here's my picks. I'll go with Niners for the flat-out, straight-out win on that one, and I'll take the Chiefs. That's Colts are a disaster. I, I'll take the Raiders. You might Rebels team get embarrassed, embarrassed. You know, on national TV, what a load, what a week of practice that must be. My last pick, I like the way the Lions are playing, man. They are good. They look a good young talent. They got a lot of talent on that team. DeAndre Swift is just, you know, taking the pressure off Goff. He's he, they got so much good young talent. Wide receiver, I'm on St. Brown, and then their young defensive uh, lineman Hutchinson, um, three sacks last. Year. I just like like what they're doing. I think they can keep within six points of the Vikes. So there's my picks, man. And have a good weekend. Good luck to your team on, on Monday night, man. I hope they can knock off the Packers. I mean, the Cowboys. I think they can. I think that I think the mental is going to be hopping. Yep. You know this better than me. And I just think that New York fans are going to, and New York's defense is just playing, playing very strong. Yeah, it's not been impressive. I get what you're saying with that two, two win, two and oh. Yeah, you can look at the bottom line, but yeah, as a young team and a young, a new coach who's trying to establish a winning mentality, if you get the win, you know, the W counts, eventually the team's going to start being more confident and start coming together and playing well. I mean, yep. you know, I like, I like what I see there with the table and uh, and uh, the team in general. I hope they whip the boys, man. I hate the Cowboys. So, anyway, have a good weekend. Thank you, Al. Appreciate it. All right, if you want to get on the program, uh, just raise your hand. By the way, the headline, if you go to NewYorkPost.com, NYPost.com, is a picture of Ime Yudoka, okay? And... <laughs> The, the the headline says, in red lettering, flagrant foul, all right? Flagrant foul. And then underneath that, it says, actress blindsided by fiancé NBA coach's affair with female Celtics staffer. That's a headline 
when you go to nypost.com. Welcome to the post, all right? And it says, Nia Long was blindsided by the affair her fiance Ime Yudoka had with a Celtics employee, according to TMZ, all right? According to TMZ, Yudoka kept her in the dark about his affair, even though the team busted him months ago, all right? The Celtics investigation began in July, and it was not until a couple of days ago when Yudoka knew it was about to go public, all right? The report also added that the couple was house hunting in Boston, all right, after long move to the city. Quote, the outpouring of love and support from family, friends, and the community during this difficult time means so much to me. I ask that my privacy be respected as I process the recent events. Above all, I am a mother and will continue to focus on my children, long told TMZ. According to People, Yudoka and Long began dating in 2010. They got engaged in 2015. They have a 10-year old son. All right. So there you have it. Yudoka suspended for the whole year. In addition to the affair, he has been accused of making, quote, unwanted comments. That's from sources towards the woman. According to Shams Charania of The Athletic. All right. There you go. There's no way that he's going to coach the Boston Celtics again. That much we do know. He may not coach again, period. But he won't coach the Boston Celtics. Uh, ownership today. The investigation had some twists and turns, and it took some time to develop all the facts. Everything we know was wrapped up two days ago. Said it was well warranted, the suspension. That was uh, from uh, Grossback, the owner. Quote, this felt right, but there's no clear guidelines for any of this. I took a lot of advice from partners like Brad Stevens and others. We collectively came to this and got there, but it was not clear what to do. But it was clear that something substantial needed to be done, in my view, and it was. So there you have it. More stuff on Ime Yudoka. All right, let's get to uh, Brian. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, Griff. Uh, man, having the NFL back on weekends, uh, what a great time of year. It's the best. You know, Plain and simple. It's the best. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so with the picks this week, uh, I I agree with you. I think I heard you say this. I am taking uh, Washington and the six and a half to cover against the Eagles, I think, uh, that was a big Monday night win for the Eagles short week division. That's a pretty big number. I think they'll win, but I like the six and a half. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's one you had as well. Okay. I also. Okay. Yes, it is. I'm going to roll with the, I did it last week. Almost got two out of the three, the heavy, heavy dog favorites. I am. I think the, the Bengals are uh, going to be a desperate. Oh, and two team. I'll take the Bengals and the six at the Jets. The Jets aren't very good. They got lucky last week. The Bengals can't go 0-3. I know six is kind of that 
uh, tweener number, but I'm going to roll the dice and think that they win by a touchdown. Uh, I am going to, it is a scary number, you know, what, what do we don't know, but I am going to take the Chiefs in the five and a half uh, at the Colts. And lastly, I am going to take basically a pick them. Uh, I'm going to take the Niners at the Broncos. Kittle's back. I know it's Russell Wilson and the history, but it's the Broncos, not the Seahawks. And they just seem like they haven't worked it out yet. So I'm going to, as a Niner fan, hopefully, you know, I want to be two and one, not one and two. And uh, basically in a pick them, I'm going to pick the Niners. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see how all that goes. Um, I, I like Washington this week in terms of maybe not winning, but covering it's a divisional game. The one trap game that is very odd to me is the Kansas city line at Indianapolis. It's only what five and a half points. And I, I, I just, that's very surprising to me. You know, there's every, t- every once in a while, a line comes out and you're like, wow, that doesn't make any sense. And it's almost like too good to be true. And the Colts are playing for their season. Yeah. If the Colts lose this week, they're 0 and three and they're in deep, deep trouble. You might even see the coach be fired. So I got to believe the Colts are going to, I got to believe the Colts are going to come out and play a good game. I'm yeah. not saying they're going to win, but that was a very interesting line in that one game. I almost picked that game, but then I'm like, ah, it seems like a trap game. I'm staying away from it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think part of it was I just I wanted to pick two that are high, yep. and, you know, you know, and and just play the odds a little bit. Uh, the other game that is kind of I am I'm very intrigued on the you know the the Bills Dolphins you know division game. You know, I know I'm not sure what the number is. I wasn't really eyeing that, but that's just an intriguing game to watch this week. Uh, uh, there's a few of them that look very interesting, and that looks one of them. And one one game that is interesting, maybe I mean, you know, maybe, you know, Vegas is Vegas. The Panthers uh, a home dog almost by three against the Saints, who the Saints haven't been that impressive at all. That's an that's an interesting line, you know. Uh, anyhow, yep. But uh, yep, it's always fun. Thanks, Grant. All right, all right. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Give me your picks, and we will get you uh, right on, and we're going to get to uh, Connor. Connor, welcome to the show today. How are you? Doing good. How are you, Grant? I'm good. What do you think on Monday night? Who's winning the game, Giants or Cowboys? Right in with the Giants. Okay. All right. Uh, I was wondering if All right. I could start doing the picks, or is it too late? You can. You're a little bit you're, – you're, you're, we don't have you for two weeks, so you're a little bit behind. But, yes, we'll put you on, and you never know. You know, if you get hot, you can still win. So, yeah, go ahead. Give me your picks. All right, I'm going to take the Bills over the Dolphins just because how dominant the Bills have been. Um, okay. I'm going to go with the Ravens. The Rams. Okay. And that Chiefs Colts game looks interesting. I'm actually going to take the Colts. I think they're playing for their season, like you said. Pittman's back. Jonathan Taylor should have a better game. I think they're going to surprise some people. Okay, there you go. I got your picks. Personally, I think the Giants are going to have a tough time on Monday night. And I think the, the real issue is going to be blocking Micah Parsons. I have not been impressed with the Giants' pass blocking in the first two games. I think that Evan Neal at right tackle – He's got a little problem with his balance on pass protection. I think the Cowboys are going to attack that area. Obviously, Brian Dayball and the Giants know that. They're going to try to chip. They're going to try to put extra people on Parsons. Uh, I think the only way the Giants win 
on, I shouldn't say the only way, I'll retract that. I think the way the Giants win on Monday is that Saquon Barkley is going to have to have a very impressive game. I don't see Daniel Jones having a lot of time to throw the ball down the field. I think it's going to be a lot of dinking and dunking. And I think Saquon Barkley, both running the ball and catching the ball out of the backfield, will have to be huge if the Giants are going to win. I do not see the Giants uh, being able to get the ball down the field I just don't. I'm not, I have not been impressed with the Giants' offensive line in terms of pass blocking. That's the issue that concerns me. Yeah, and then defensively, is Leonard Williams out for sure? Not sure. Uh, still listed as questionable on the injury report. I would say that if he does play, I would think his contribution would be limited with a sprained MCL. And he is huge. For that defense, he demands a double team. You absolutely have to know where he is on the field. He sets up other uh, linemen getting to the quarterback. Uh, He's very good against the run. So, you know, again, I am as of as of yesterday, he was listed as questionable. Now, it's interesting. He's not on the injury report today, and that is a very good sign. All right. That's a very good sign that he's not on the injury report. That would tell me that he is going to play. I'll tell you who else is probably going to play, and that's Kayvon Thibodeau. All right? He's probably going to play and make his debut, so that would be exciting to see him on the field. Yeah, aren't they also getting his easel? Yes, they are. I was just going to mention him. Uh, he's not on the injury report either, so both he and uh, Thibodeau should be playing this week. So it looks like the linebackers and the line's looking good, but worry about the secondary. Yeah, secondary's been playing better than I thought. I got to give that that credit there. So we'll see. You know, again, the Cowboys, uh, they played pretty well against Cincinnati. They almost blew the game, but they played well. Uh, Rush is not a bad backup quarterback. I thought he looked pretty comfortable against Cincinnati. I tell you, the Giants, it's an all-white out. The Giants are wearing their all-white uniforms. Uh, The place is going to be off the hook. It's going to be loud. It's going to be uh, perfect weather for football. It's going to be a cool, crisp night. And uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and then one more thing. I was I watched or listened to your Rivals podcast yeah. last night. And one I wanted to mention was, because this was a lot bigger than just sports, was the U.S. and USSR hockey team. That wasn't around my time, but no question stories about, like, the 1980 miracle and stuff. Yeah, I, I sure do. I had two friends that played on the team. I went to Bowling Green, both Mark Wells, number 15, and Kenny Morrow, uh, number three. Uh, was he number three or number six on the, on the Olympic team? But anyway, both Kenny Morrow and Mark Wells were uh, friends of mine. Uh, I went to Bowling Green during the time that they did, and I announced Bowling Green hockey. And they both were on the Miracle on Ice team, and it was fascinating one of the stories that I'll never forget is, well, there are two stories that I'll never forget. When the United States played Russia on a Friday night, or excuse me, they played them Friday day. The game was not shown live. All right. The game was shown on tape delay on Friday evening. And we had a huge fraternity party that night at a big hall with a whole bunch of other fraternities and sororities. And they had two TVs set up in the corner. And me and my buddy stood around the TV for three hours watching the hockey game. Even though we knew the result, 
we watched, we didn't miss one shift of the hockey game at that fraternity party. That's number one. Number two, after they won the gold medal, and because you weren't around for this, I'll explain this. The players on the United States Miracle on Ice hockey team were national heroes. They were like Neil Armstrong after he walked on the moon. All right. They had a ticker tape parade down New York City. They were national heroes. I was announcing a Bowling Green hockey game in March, maybe late February. And in between periods, we wanted to interview Mark Wells, who would come back to Bowling Green for the weekend. Mark Wells is walking up the steps of the Bowling Green Ice Arena, which is not huge, okay? Bowling Green, by the way, was a nationally ranked hockey team year in, year out, just to give you an idea. It was a big-time college hockey program. Mark Wells is walking up the steps to come to the interview that I'm getting ready to do, and he had two sheriff's deputies escorting him who were with him the entire time that he was in Bowling Green. These players had police escorts after the Olympics because they were national heroes. And I will never forget watching Mark Wells walk up the steps and the reaction from the fans with two sheriff's deputies with him. And then the third thing, Kenny Morrow, who I was talking about, who went to Bowling Green, went right from the Olympics, Connor, to the New York Islanders, all right? He was not able to partake in all of the celebration. Matter of fact, I had Kenny on my radio show in Sacramento back in the spring of 2020, and we talked about all of this. Kenny Morrow went from Miracle on Ice to the New York Islanders and won a Stanley Cup that year and then won three more. Think about that run. Wins a gold medal at Lake Placid, wins the Stanley Cup in June, and then wins three more cups with the Islanders. That's a pretty good run right there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wasn't it like a bunch of college kids? All college That's kids. That's why it was sure. so All college kids. No pros. All college kids. Michael Ruzioni scored, you know, the huge goal that uh, put the United States up for good, 3-2 in the third. I've talked to Mike Ruzioni uh, in person and on the radio many times uh, about that miracle on ice. I got to know Craig Patrick, who was the assistant coach to Herb Brooks. Matter of fact, I had some really nice conversations with Craig Patrick uh, in person uh, after the Miracle on Ice. Herb Brooks was the coach and later would die in a traffic accident. But that team was all college kids, Mark Pavlich, right? Uh, J- Mark Johnson. Of course, you had just incredible, incredible, incredible stories coming from that Miracle on Ice. So, uh, yeah, to this day, to this day, I consider it the greatest sports accomplishment in the history of the United States. I don't think you could surpass that for greatest sports accomplishments in the country. A bunch of college kids beat a team that many thought were unbeatable. Matter of fact, leading up to the Olympics, they had a couple of exhibitions, including one at Madison Square Garden, and the the Russians absolutely embarrassed the United States. I mean, embarrassed them. It was like it was almost like they were playing against the United States without a goalie. That's how one-sided it was. Wow. Yep. And wasn't the rivalry a lot bigger because of what was going on in the world with the Cold War? And stuff? Yes. Yep. Huge. Absolutely. All of that. Yep. Really cool. I'm excited to hear your announcement on Monday, and thanks for having me. Thanks, Connor. Appreciate it. 
Hey, folks, I want to talk to you about Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. i got to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Zbiotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. And again, I was a bit on the fence about Zbiotics initially, but then I was at a birthday party. Uh, my buddy and his wife had rented out a restaurant, and I had a couple of drinks, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot tonight. And you know what, folks? Believe me, it is the real deal. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, reunions. Hey, there's so much going on, right? Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now. Go to zbiotics.com slash grant to get 15% off your first order when you use grant at checkout. Zbiotics is back with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, go to zbiotics.com slash grant. Use the code grant at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was so neat to know two players on Miracle on Ice that went to Bowling Green. Mark Wells, as a matter of fact, his girlfriend lived on the same floor as my girlfriend in college and that's before I joined the fraternity and got to know him that way. And then obviously when I started doing the hockey games and, you know, see him on the bus and at the game, he was a hell of a player, obviously. But Ken Morrow, Ken Morrow was just, he was a great defenseman, tremendous defenseman. All right, let's get to Ryan right here on Listen App. Ryan, how are you today? Doing well. How about yourself, sir? I'm doing well, Excellent. Thank you. Bowling Green's a hell of a hockey school, right? When I got there, they were a national powerhouse. They won the national championship in 83. But when I got there, that's probably the – you know, I'll tell you a real quick story. I got recruited for lacrosse by a couple schools on the east. I had just gone to Towson State in Baltimore, Maryland. Syracuse had recruited me, but I wasn't – I didn't have the board scores to get in there. I didn't do well testing, and my SAT scores were not very good. And I wasn't going to be able to get into Syracuse. And they were a national powerhouse. And back then, there was no pro lacrosse. And I was a very uh, good lacrosse player in high school, and I had a lot of schools that were talking to me. And Bowling Green was uh, moving up in the ranks in lacrosse, and they were going to have a very uh, difficult Division One schedule. And I was recruited – to go out there and the weekend that I went out there Bowling Green was playing Ohio State in hockey and I'll never forget this I got to Bowling Green on a Friday around one in the afternoon 
and the coach met me at the airport, took me to campus, and then, you know, put me with a couple of guys that were on the team that they were basically my chaperones for the weekend. And I'll never right. forget this. We were out on the field on Friday, throwing the ball around, taking shots at a goal. They wanted to see whether I could play or not. I mean, that's what that was all about. And they go, hey, you want to go to the hockey game tonight? I'm like, really? And I didn't even know Bowling Green had a hockey team. I didn't even know. And we went to the Bowling Green, Ohio State hockey game, and we were standing right behind the glass. And on the team was Mike Layout, the goaltender, who ended up being the goalie for the St. Louis Blues the next year. Uh, Steve Shutt was one of the great goal scorers for the Montreal Canadiens in the 70s. His brother Byron Shutt was on the team. He went to play in the NHL. And there were five other players from that team that went on and played in the National Hockey League. And I was so captivated and so, so blown away that right there when I was watching the hockey game, I was standing against the glass and I said to myself, I'm coming to college here. I made the decision to go to Bowling Green watching the Bowling Green Ohio State hockey game. That's when I decided I was going to Bowling Green. Wow, that's amazing, Grant. Um, besides the obvious, what is the difference between lacrosse and hockey and the way the games are played? There's a, a lot of difference. First of all, I mean, lacrosse is played, as you said, the obvious on the size of a football field. Um, there's a lot more strategy in lacrosse than there is hockey. Hockey is a very, uh, it's a game of uh, spontaneity and improvising and reacting very quickly. Lacrosse, you have a lot of set plays. Lacrosse, you have uh, a lot of, particularly on the extra man, you have many, many set plays. Um, it's more of a high-scoring game. I know a lot of people have always said lacrosse is like soccer and it's like hockey. I've never really felt like that. I've actually felt it's more like basketball mm -hmm. than any of those sports, particularly on defense, because you play basketball defense similarly to the way you play defense and lacrosse. A lot of the uh, switching and a lot of the principles for playing defense and basketball is pretty similar to playing defense in lacrosse. So I've always thought that the sport that would be more similar in terms of strategy and everything else was actually basketball more so than hockey or soccer. Interesting. But you, you've got more guys on the uh, field in lacrosse. What is it? Yes, you do. Well, the, the main thing is you always want to stay between uh, the man and the goal when you're playing defense in lacrosse, which is the same in basketball. You always want to be between the basket and the man that you're defending and, in, and there's, gotcha. there's screens and there's picks in lacrosse. And so in basketball, you know, we talk, we always talk about the pick and roll, right? Well, in right. lacrosse, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, you you want to switch and there's a lot of communication when you get picked and you've got to yell switch and things like that. So, you know, there's just a lot of the basic principles playing. I've always thought playing defense in basketball is like playing defense in lacrosse. I didn't play defense in lacrosse. I played attack in lacrosse, which is the offense. I always had the ball on my stick. So, I mean, those defensive principles didn't really I, – I, I didn't play defense. I was offense, but I'm just telling you, you know, that, that that was one of the real, to me, similarities between the two sports. Come on, Grant. You weren't a two-way player? I know you were the stud of the team playing nope, attack, nope, but no, because when you were played, No, because when you played attack, you, you very rarely went over the midfield line. And if you did, then one of the players had to stay back for you. You had to have the field balance. You had to have three – players on one side of the field and three players on the other side at all times. And then you had three midfielders and they could go back and forth, but you always had to have the field balance. I very rarely, very rarely was on the defensive side of the field. Very rarely. 
Very interesting. So you got the uh, easier, you got the funner and easier job oh, because you were yeah, talented. I got to, I got to shoot. Uh, and on the extra man, I was on what they call the wing. I was like basically where Alex Ovechkin is on the power play, if that makes sense to you gotcha. in hockey. Yeah. That's where I was in lacrosse. Very cool. Very cool. Hey, um, before I get to my picks and thank you everybody for uh, chiming in with your picks. I've got them all tracked accurately this week. Um, I wanted to talk about Udoku in the Boston Celtics. Why not fire him? They're going to, I would think. Um, I think maybe if you fire him, maybe you have to pay him. I don't know the answer to that. I don't think he's getting uh, paid based on some of the rumors that are coming out. So I think he's being suspended without pay. That could be one of the reasons I'm, I'm only I think if you fire him, you probably have to pay him. Well, I, I'm kind of torn on this one, Grant, because um, ethically, I mean, obviously, I don't endorse adultery. But, you know, if there is some type of HR violation where you are not allowed to date people within the organization, that's a different side. But, you know, if they're trying to make a scapegoat out of him for something ethically that you and I and probably most of the people listening do not agree with, like, is there some gray area there? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. I'm sure they could have fired him with cause. I'm sure there are a lot of other things. You know, here, here's the reality. Whether they fired him, whether they suspend him, the, the the leaks that are coming out now about this is just a lot more than just having a consensual relationship with someone in the office. I think we can agree on that. There's a lot more that's yeah. going on behind the scenes that we still do not know about. So so why not, again, fire him so that stuff does not leak unless know. they want, you know, to – Prove a point. If there is more going on, and like you said, I have seen some of those reports about behavior, but it, it it's just a weird situation. I don't know. And I mean, uh, do you see any sense or any situation where Brad Stevens comes back in to coach this team? Yes, I do. I, I could see that happening. I believe if the Celtics get off to a bad start, I very much think Brad Stevens would come back and coach. Yes, I, I think it's a very good question. Was that one of the weirder de- or decisions to you? It was for me when Brad went to the front office because he was thriving as an NBA coach. I thought he was doing excellent. He had the respect of his players. I uh, thought he managed very well by all accounts. And all of a sudden he hits the front office and it just, it, it seemed really random to me. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm sure there's always more, that meets the eye behind the scenes when these decisions are made. They're never what they appear to be on the surface. That's always, I've always said that in all my years of being behind the scenes with the Kings, I always knew what was going on 100% of the time. And I really mean that. I always knew what was going on 100% of the time. And when I would do my radio show, based on the direction of the calls, I could just tell that the fans really were completely on the wrong side of the tracks about what was going on. And what they perceived to be true was absolutely untrue and that happened a lot so my experience is when these decisions are made there are always more things to it than meets the eye sure and i mean you had like you said more access than any of us do now in this world of fake news you don't know what to believe you have to know the people to trust when you're reading their reports but um you know i i you and i could go 20 or 30 minutes about your comments on money mcnair i'm not going to go there i completely disagree with you um because i don't think you can name a better gm since uh or since the king stayed in sacramento than money at this point so we will save that 
Based on what? Ba- whoa, whoa, whoa. Based uh, on let's what? Let's just go off draft picks. Number one. Uh, yeah, sure. Did he lose bogey and not get Vicenzo? I can't. Dante. Vicenzo. Dante Vincenzo. Yeah. So that can you think of a more glaring mistake than that, especially when you're working with one hand tied behind your back? He's done a great job. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox should have never been given a max contract. He's nowhere near a max player. But Grant, I mean, it, tell me another point guard of his caliber that's going to come to Sacramento on a free agent contract. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe how, how is it the Kings played so well last year when Fox was hurt at the end of the day with Davion Mitchell at point guard? Am I saying that Davion Mitchell is a better player than De'Aaron Fox? I'm not really saying that. But how is it that when De'Aaron Fox over the last two years, the last two years, he's ended up the season being on the bench and Halliburton, when he was playing point guard, Okay, the team played better than when Fox was starting. And last year, you could make the argument the team played better when Mitchell was at the point guard than Fox. I still think that De'Aaron Fox is as overrated and overpaid as almost any point guard in the league. That's how I see it. And I think that's a mistake. And I think it's handcuffing the organization right now. I really do. Last year, when they traded Halliburton, what was the biggest complaint? Gee, I wish they had traded Fox. Gee, too bad they couldn't have traded Fox and kept Halliburton. Too bad that, the, you know, right? That was that was the cry last year. That's what everybody was saying. So to me, in retrospect, and again, I'm not saying that that was an easy decision to make for Monty McNair to not give him a max. In other words, I think that would have been a very difficult thing to do. But in retrospect, sure. it was the wrong decision. Uh, I, I don't uh, – well, one, Fox is not tradable because of his contract. So you are spot on there. He's not, he's not now. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I don't think him and Halliburton really meshed well together. I think Halliburton was kind of becoming a leader of that team. And that's why you saw De'Aaron. And like you said, you, you've got the end. I do not, but I feel like Halliburton was kind of taken over De'Aaron's role. And that's why you saw a different De'Aaron when Halliburton went out. But at the same time, you know, I was the biggest critic when Halliburton got traded because I'm like, what are we doing? He is the future. However, uh, getting Sabonis for Halliburton, think about that, Grant. Uh, Halliburton is in year two and he basically gets the ransom of a two-time All-Star. I mean, that that's a great move. How can you not... It's a, it's a great move right now. We may You may call me up in three years from now or four years from now and go, God, in retrospect, that trade for Halliburton for Sabonis was a terrible decision by the Kings. Right now, yes, I would agree. But a lot of people think that Halliburton is going to be an all-star, a multi-year all-star. Now, I don't know if he is or not, but if he is, we – so you can't evaluate that trade in a couple of months. That's a trade that you have to evaluate – in a couple of years on the surface. And I said last year, I was very open about it. I said I would have made that deal in a heartbeat because I know what I'm getting in return. I already know that Sabonis is an all-star. I don't know if Halliburton can be that. He may end up being an all-star, but I don't know that. I want a sure thing. And again, if I could go back in time right now today and make that trade all over again, again, if I'm the GM, I would do it. So I'm I'm not being critical here of that trade. What I am saying is we cannot close the book on that. That that's going to be something we're going to evaluate for many years to come. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely correct. But I mean, is that a trade that Vladi would have made? Let, let, let's put it that way. If it was Vladi, if it was, Pete I think he would have, I, 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 well, 
I think that Vladi would have made that deal because he absolutely has always been enamored with Sabonis. Even when we were in India and we were playing the Pacers, I actually remember watching the Pacers practice, sitting next to Vladi, and his exact words were to me, man, I would love to have Sabonis on this team. So, you know, I'm not saying that he would or wouldn't have, but I'm telling you, he absolutely loves Sabonis because I remember the conversation we had when he was on the practice floor at Indiana. But it doesn't matter. Here's the deal. If Sabonis doesn't sign a, a contract extension after his deal's up and leaves Sacramento, which I don't think he will, but if he does, you will, we'll have a completely different take on this. Will we exactly. not? Exactly. Right. So, let's, no, so let's, exactly. let's just wait and see how it uh, pans out. All right. Uh, you said you wanted to table this to next week, and I jumped on you because I, I want to stimulate some conversation. But let's move on. Give, <laughs> That's give me, all right. All right. Give, give me your picks for next week. Or for all Sunday. right. So uh, I think the lock, like no question about it, five and a half Chiefs going with the Chiefs. I'll, you know, drop the point lines. We've already been talking to them. But I'm going Chiefs. I'm going on a pick them with the Seahawks over the Falcons. And uh, just just to show some love to you, I am going Giants. I think they are going okay. to roll in my last pick. And I think this is probably the most underrated line of the week is the Packers. So those are the th- or four games I'm going with. Sounds good. Uh, and we uh, uh, you got Connor's pick, right? I told him he can jump in, even though he's two weeks behind, but he can jump in. Anyone that can jump in at any time. We're doing this for fun. But uh, you got Connor's picks as well, right? Because he's a new yeah. caller to the show and we want to obviously include him. Absolutely. And so what I'm going to do, guys, is once we hit the half point and as long as it's your show, Grant, so as long as it's okay with you, I'm going to tally up once we're halfway through the season and let everybody know where they're at. And uh, yeah, perfect. We'll we'll go from there. All right, buddy. I like that. Hey, you have a great weekend. I appreciate you, you. sir. All right. Bye, Grant. All right. Take care. All right. Good stuff right there. I just, you know, to me, back to Monty McNair. Why would I give him a contract extension? I don't have to. I already learned my lesson by giving Vladdy Dibots a four-year contract extension. And then the pandemic hit, and the Kings had just won 13 of 20, and they were getting ready to play a national TV game against New Orleans. And the teams were on the floor warming up, and the game never was played. And the Kings that year were finally heading in the right direction. Then the pandemic hit. Then they went to the bubble. It was a disaster. And Vladi was fired or resigned. And the Kings are still paying Vladi and are going to still be playing Vladi for two more years. So if I'm Vivek and I just went through that experience of flushing millions and millions and millions of dollars down the toilet. And now I have a general manager who, yeah, you know what? He's made some nice decisions. Yes, he has drafted well. Absolutely. But the team's not winning. And his job is to get the team to win. Why would I give him an extension? I can give him an extension in the middle of the year. He's not going anywhere. Like you think there are people that are calling up Monty McNair's agent going, we want you as their general manager. Nobody's calling up Monty McNair's agent saying, hey, if things don't work out in Sacramento, you want to run our team? I mean, let's be realistic about this for a minute, okay? You know, Monty McNair is not like a leading candidate and other teams in the NBA to be the general manager. So if I'm Vivek, why would I give him a new contract right now? I don't have to, okay? Show me in this year 
that you're clearly heading in the right direction. And when we get to the all-star break, I'll give you a new deal that runs in line, in sync with Mike Brown's. So you guys are on the same time span. You're both a package deal. And by package deal, you're both running at the same time. In other words, your deals will expire at the same time. Everything's good. Why do I do it now? What happens if we get to the All-Star break and the Kings are the last place team in the West? What happens if the Kings look horrible? Why am I, why am I going to give Monty McNair an extension? I don't have to. Why do something I don't have to? You know, again, it's not like there are teams lining up outside the door at the Golden One Center to hire Monty McNair. And again, I'm not ragging on the guy. I'm not saying he's not good at what he does. I'm not, I'm not, that's not the point I'm trying to make here. I'm talking in realistic terms. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that Monty's incompetent. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not none of that. All I'm saying is let's deal with what we know. Why extend somebody? When he's got another year left on his contract. In my opinion, you don't have to. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's get to Waggus right here on Listen Up. Waggus, how are you today, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? Nothing. I'm just looking at the games here, and I think the must-see games for this weekend, obviously by default, I'm going to watch my 49ers on Sunday night. I'm really looking forward to them Monday night matchup as well. But I think on Sunday, there's about three games. Obviously, we got Brady versus uh, Rodgers. And then Bills at Miami. And then I think Raiders at Tennessee. That right there, I think those are the games I think yep. have the most interest. And, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of people are going to be paying cl- close attention to that. So, I guess what I'm uh, trying to ask you is that which one of those games that you see a complete shootout? Um, I think Buffalo Miami is going to have a lot of points on the board. I really do. I I know that Buffalo's defense is the real deal, but I I think that's going to be a high scoring game. I do not think the Niners Broncos game is going to be high scoring. What was the other, uh, the one other game you talked about that was the uh, early window game? Uh, oh, I don't think Tampa and Green Bay is going to be that high scoring. Um, I, I think, again, yeah, without Mike Evans on the field, that's going to limit Tampa a little bit. The Packers offense does not look very good in the first two weeks. I could see that not being as high scoring of a game as we think. And what about the uh, Tennessee 
Raiders, Tennessee, I do, Titans, Tennessee. I, the, the Titans offense has not scored a lot. They didn't look good against the Giants. They obviously did not look good against the Bills. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points from Tennessee's perspective. I didn't even look at what is the over-under on that game. I would go under without even knowing what it is. So it's two and a half. Oh, the over-under, I, I, I have not. Whatever, but well, I already picked the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to. I think the Raiders are going to win the game. I think they're a better team than Tennessee. I like the way the Raiders have played in the first two games. There's nothing that I've liked about the Titans in the first two games. So to me, you know, again, I think the Raiders are going to go into Tennessee and win. Okay, and the biggest, obviously, story, the unknown story, is the Giants, right? Two and zero. So what if? Yes. They go three and zero. Do you then have them in the playoffs? No. No, I, I don't have them in the playoffs. Um, I still don't think they're that good. They play Chicago the following week. They could go 4-0, and I wouldn't say they're going to be in the playoffs. I just don't think they're that good. I've watched them. I They have a lot of holes. Um, there's nothing that they've done, really, that has really impressed me other than their moxie and their grit. I do like their grit. I like the way they won the game at Tennessee. Obviously, Saquon Barkley uh, looks like he is the real Saquon Barkley again, but Defensively, I don't think the Giants yeah. are, are that good. Their linebacking core is not good. We're going to see this week with Thibodeau. Offensive line is still an issue. The interior of their offensive line is not very good. And that's a big concern for me going into this game with Micah Parsons and the Dallas Cowboys. So we'll see. All right, yeah, because I, I think 10 wins will get will get a team in. Maybe They're not winning 10 games. There's no way they're winning 10 games. <laughs> okay, not – I get it, but you know, I mean, if they're three and zero, and let's just say if they're able to pull out another two or three, uh, you know, and bad matchups, you know, I mean, they're right there. But obviously, we will see what happens. So, um, kind of shifting gears a little bit. Now, you you were in the NBA in locker rooms for over thirty years. So Stephen A. Smith said the whole situation in Boston, that stuff happens in every every organization in the NBA. Is that true? Or in your opinion? Yes, it is true, but not to the. But it is true, but I think it goes on in life, not just in basketball. Uh, I think that I, I don't know what type of work you're in, but in the companies that I've worked in, they went on and go on all the time. I mean, I I was at ESPN every weekend uh, for seven months and heard about relationships with you know high profile sports personalities and workers and things of that nature. So. I, I don't think it's, you know, just symbolic or isolated to the NBA. I think it goes on uh, quite often. So, yes, I would agree with Stephen A. Smith. However, we haven't heard – we've only heard the tip of the iceberg with this Ime Yudoka based on some of the leaks that are coming out, all right, that, that, that there are – there's a lot more to this story right now than meets the eye. So, okay, so – I guess, I guess what you're trying to say is that stuff like this happens. And if it was just a consensual relationship, nothing more than that, you don't think he would have been suspended Correct. at all? If it had just been a flat-out dating consensual relationship, I believe that. Now, the fact that he's engaged, you know, again, maybe they would have handled it. But, 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 but yes, I believe that is accurate. He may have been reprimanded, but he no way he would have been suspended for the whole year. This is obviously you know, pretty egregious what happened behind the scenes. You know, they did a month-long investigation with a law firm. Think about that for a minute. Wow. Okay, yeah, I have not read that. 
Well, it depends on. Obviously, he was a good coach, right? He, I mean, yeah. I, I felt like Boston played really good. Yeah, but whatever comes out, that could be the end for him. I, I don't see him getting. It, it could be, and I feel. Listen, I've always been a big Emay fan. When he played in Sacramento, he's just a a, yeah. a a consummate professional. Just everything about him, I liked, and I, I. But he did this to himself. He may never get another opportunity to coach in the NBA. But he also did a great job last year, and so. You know, after a couple of years when things quiet down, maybe he'll get another opportunity. Well, it all depends on what comes out, right? So, um, I mean, how 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 bad yes. it really is. But, no, that's good, Grant. Uh, obviously, we're watching football. Looking forward to Monday's show, your big announcement. So I'll definitely be tuning in, and uh, I appreciate it as always. Thank you. Aaron Judge just uh, flied out, so he's been up twice. No balls have left the yard. Aaron Hicks, though, did tie the game with a solo shot before Judge, and that game is 1-1. All right, let's get to uh, Jeff right here on this Friday. Jeff, how are you today? Hope you're going to have a good weekend, buddy. How's it going? Oh, I'm frustrated because I've been able to Jeff, listen to last two days. Listen to Jeff, I got I, I to gotta put you back in the audience. You have a terrible connection, buddy. So I, I, I assume you're up in the ranch and you for whatever reason, we do not have a good connection today. So here's the deal, Jeff. If you want to uh, make your picks, I know you're not on Twitter. Send me your picks. Send me your picks today. Uh, message me, and I'll get your picks to Ryan. All right? So do that. We'll try it one more time. We'll see if we can get uh, a better connection here with uh, Jeff. Jeff, let me hear you now. Let's see if this is any better. Hey, I'm, I'm here. Not going to work, Jeff. Nope, not going to work. So, Jeff, do me a favor. Mail me, mail me. Direct message me your picks, all right? And I will get your picks to Ryan. All right, try to do that today. All right, send me your picks. I'll make sure that Ryan gets them. All right, I hope everybody has a fabulous weekend. Monday, 4 o'clock Pacific, we'll get you ready for Monday Night Football. I'll tell you what is going to be going on in the uh, future of me and my broadcast work and everything else. I'm really excited about it, to be honest with you. I really am. And so that is going to be coming up on Monday. Have a fabulous weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Grant Napier on Listen Up. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.